I need to avoid all possible comparisons. Selena Dunham. Yeah. Forever. Risky. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we're not a podcast. We're a basketball team. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. And I'm Jordan Ligon. Just kidding. Somebody told us that our voices sound exactly the same. For the rest of this episode, I'm going to be using a voice changer. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not in the budget. Uh, before we get into it, I want to plug a lot of past episodes we've done. They've been wonderful. Look for our past Thursday episodes. Uh, we just did one on letting fandom um, and uh, our attachments to certain players go. And yeah, it's a lovely episode. And we also have one coming out next Thursday from a friend of ours. So please stay tuned for that. Okay. You want to go? Why that sound like I'm going to fight for you? <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> I think you I you would probably win if we fought, except for the only thing is I have such a freakishly long win- wingspan. Oh. Have you ever noticed it? That's good to know. That's on the scouting report. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do my best that. to conceal it. It's really weird. If I'll take a picture after this with just my hands by my sides. Like they literally go down to my fucking <laughs> <laughs> my calves. They're so freaky. <laughs> I, I should have been so good at basketball, but I'm so bad. So I don't know. I guess it doesn't well, you are but it does help four. in a fight. I am 6'4". Um, I used to take a boxing class and it, uh, he was like, because your arms are so long, your hooks pack more punch. And so nice. I really felt, yeah, I felt extremely powerful. But when I was doing the other ones, like the jabs and stuff, I just like there wasn't enough room. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Gotta I really think you'd wind probably it win. back. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been walking upstairs lately. I decided maybe it's time for me to start working out again. So I've been walking upstairs, and I'm winded, like two steps in. So I think you'd probably win because I know you still work out. I went to the gym and played basketball for the first time last week, and I don't know how long. And I have. I'm still playing basketball with my mask on because I'm still not super comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people don't know my age. I think I come off very young. I think they think I'm a child. And they're doing the annoying thing that men do at the basketball courts of like giving me tips that I don't want or need. You know, like I miss a shot and they're like, oh, you got to hold your follow through. Like you're just you're you're bringing your arm down too quick. And I'm just like. I have played basketball longer than you've been alive. Like, you guys are children. This is for recreation. You just turned the ball over. What are you talking about? (laughs) You just threw it out of bounds three seconds ago. Shut up. Oh, he's doing, like, the Carlton shot where he's got his, like, fist, like, oh, it's going in. He does the Tiger Woods fist, and then it's, like, missing. Yeah, but, like, times ten. Like, every single dude on that court. But anyway, I can go on about that forever. You want to talk about Westbrook? Yes, I think I've had a couple days to digest this information and I think I feel I think I feel good about it. At first, I had very mixed emotions. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. We need shooting. Russ is, is not doing so hot in that shooting department. Sometimes. Some it's and just sometimes so he really is. <laughs> it's yeah. just so inconsistent. And I don't know if that's what we needed. But Russ has been one of my favorite players 
because of his work ethic and his hustle. And you never doubt that he's going to give you 155% every single time he steps on the floor. And I think that's what the Lakers need. And we'll worry about the shooting later. He really does. If I had to predict how this year went, he is going to have his like normal slump and everyone's going to freak out, especially since it's Lakers fans. No offense. And he's going to shoot through it and it's going to look super brutal for a stretch or maybe multiple stretches. But I genuinely believe he's going to be good for them. And he's also the best and strongest and most influential on the court point guard that they've had in years. So, yeah. It's funny you say that he brings it 100% of the time because I feel like he, in a job interview, he's the only one who's ever believable if they say, what's your weakness? Mm-hmm. And he says that I care too much. Yes. Like everyone else is lying. And they saw that they read that in a book somewhere. Or they their college professors told them to say that. But he's the only one where that would. Yeah. Work. It sometimes hurts. It, it sometimes hurts him because he is going like a million miles an hour. And then the ball dribbles off his foot or he just blows a layup. And you're just like, God, Russ, slow down. But you the heart is there. And I love that. Those are my favorite type of players. And he's coming home to LA. I think that's going to give him an extra boost. He has his car dealerships in Orange County. He can just drive down there, you know, check on those. So I think it's going to be great. What kind of car dealership? Like what's the it, it's like all all different type of cars. I think is it um, a Honda. I think that bodes <laughs> poorly. <laughs> Ever since Megan the Stallion know. was like talking all that shit from your Honda, I was like, I can never get a Honda the rest of my life. <laughs> I really can't be associated Meg with anyone who has one. <laughs> oh, it's actually a great dealership. There's a lot of money in car- buying car dealerships. I think Mark yeah, Wahlberg I'm sure. does it too. I'm sure. Um, I would love to see him sell the cars, like be a car salesman. I think that he would be horrific at that. <laughs> yes. Like Do you in remember the local the commercials? <laughs> yes, the profile written about him years ago, and I wish I could remember who wrote it. And there was this kid, they were doing like something that was a uh, like philanthropic, I think they were giving out backpacks or something. And this kid has his shoes untied. So Russ says to the kid like, "Hey, your shoes are untied." And then the kid is like, "Thanks." And doesn't tie them. <laughs> and it goes on like another 5 minutes and Russ is like obsessed with him tying his shoes. I just don't think his bedside manner in you know being a car salesman is I don't even know if you can use the word bedside manner with being a car salesman is that only for when you're literally like bedside (laughs) I don't know I'm not sure he would just be overly aggressive like do you like this car buy it right now do it like I I could see that (laughs) I think you're right from a technical standpoint with a three-point shooting this is it's giving a lot of Tibbs era wolves level three-point shooting which is to say absolutely none but it's a lot of guys who will occasionally force it and probably I think that that's the thing they'll fluctuate with the most hopefully not um health I think that would be right that's all you can hope for this Lakers team it's all you can hope with a team with AD and LeBron (laughs) were you a Westbrook fan before this or were you one of the people who had to come around the way you've had to the last couple years with multiple guys joining the Lakers, including one LeBron. <laughs> and AD. 
And AD, I was, yeah, that's so I true. I was a person that was like really struggled with both of those. But no, I was a Westbrook fan before this. But when the news broke, I immediately called my mom, and who is not a Westbrook fan at all. And she was, she was like, I thought it was a joke. I saw him in a Laker jersey, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, okay, mom, that was Photoshop. But still, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> She was so upset. She does not like, if you guys have listened to past episodes and heard her voicemail, she does not like James Harden or Westbrook. So she's going to have some time to She doesn't to like adjust. either. No. Wow, I feel I, like people are usually very firmly in one camp or the other. I know. The unique breed, LaShawn Liggins, does not like either. <laughs> That's so funny because the thing that I always come back to with Westbrook as he's gone to different teams these last, last couple of years is that it's forcing our generation liking players and following players individually instead of teams mm-hmm. is forcing people to have to admit or just, you know, change their tune and cheer for a guy that they previously thought was like ruining the game, mm-hmm. which is a very funny byproduct of yeah, our generation attaching ourselves to players and not teams. But Houston was the ultimate example of this because the biggest divide from 2017 to, I guess it would be like 2019, and then it was kind of let go, mm-hmm. in the entire NBA was James Harden versus Russell Westbrook. Yep. Actually, but it was li- it was actually Harden fans versus Westbrook fans. And Harden did make some comments when Westbrook won the MVP over him, but he also did that with Giannis. So I think that that's not Russ exclusive. Yeah, yeah I think it's everybody. <laughs> it's, I think it's everybody. But Russ versus Harden was like analytics versus eye test. So it was mm-hmm. what kind of fan are you? Like efficient versus fun, innovation versus heroics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hatfields versus McCoys. It was so intense. So when he <laughs> went to Houston, that was the most hilarious thing ever for me because these fans are forced to convince themselves that he is a good thing for the team. And also whenever he did well, they had to admit it. So yeah, yeah I love I love uh I've always loved Russ and I love that people have to are forced to attach themselves to him. I heard that um and maybe I should look up the exact stat, but it was like he's the only MVP that has changed four teams in the past four years. And I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if no, that means anything the, now. None of the stats mean anything. Well, <laughs> true. But I, I don't think that's a knock to him. I think he's coming to the Lakers and he knows he's not going to be the number one guy. He's not even the number two guy. And I think it's going to be interesting to see him kind of in a role player role. Like he's not we need him to be a star, but not the star that he's had on his back for majority of his career. So I hope that that makes him thrive rather than, you know, shrivel under the the pressure. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what how many shots he's going to end up taking per game in the yeah. Wizards situation that was kind of by default like who else is gonna really besides him and, and Brad who's gonna step up no nope. I don't think he's he appears like he's one of the players who has a problem with taking a step back I, in terms wait, of like you, you said know, you I don't said think he he's doesn't? one of the no yeah. I don't think so he's never yeah, acted like that before 
I forgot until just now I should have pulled this article up. Did you see the Kawhi Leonard stuff with Russ? Oh, wait, with Russ? No. Yeah. So, oh, man, I forgot I don't have an ESPN account, plus account. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking so broke. I have a login. I can send it to you. <laughs> I was going to read the article off to you, and I'm like, oh, I don't even have It's my account. boyfriend's mom's account. <laughs> I got you. You have to do it. I'm still – so my TNT login is still my – this guy I dated uncle. Amazing. Girlfriend. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I had to block him off my Instagram story because one time I posted like a video of something funny that happened in a game and I had ghosted him and he said, oh, I see my login still works, but obviously he can't change the password because it's like his uncle's it's girlfriend. It's on him. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Nice. It's kind of like good. when there's a parking car, you know, like a parking enforcement officer and they try to look at you like you're driving too fast. You're doing something illegal. And I'm like, you can't. What are you you going to do? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Blink. Like, I'm not blinking first. Okay, I wish I could read this off to you. I don't have it, but I'll give you the... What's that expression? I'll give you the skinny. Yeah. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of old movies lately. Um, (laughs) Okay, so in the summer of 2019, while the rest of the NBA world fretted over who was reigning MVP finals, MVP Kawhi Leonard would choose between the Toronto Raptors and his hometown, Los Angeles Lakers or Clippers, Westbrook was coming up with a plan to collaborate with him on homecoming. So Russ reached out to Kwai. Really? Yeah, let me make sure. Yeah, I think he reached out. He placed the call according to multiple sources. So who knows? Maybe like Russ's agent or something. Mm -hmm. I I can't. I'm interested who would leak this. Yeah. He called Kwai and said, hey, let's team up. And then Kwai was like, I'll think about it. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know what they actually said, but <laughs> I like this story better. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really good at paraphrasing and adding dramatics. And then he decided that instead he should zero in on teaming up with Paul George, who was, of course, also on the Thunder at the time. What a choice. And so he really went behind Russ's back, realized that he could make it work. And while Russ reached out to him, recruited Paul George. Wow. Yeah. And this thing says that this article says Kwai wanted to be joined by an elite level player. And I'm not trying to suggest that Paul was his third choice because I think he also explored, quote unquote, explored Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler. So that's who Kawhi approached. I would love to hear how Kawhi approaches somebody because talk about bedside manner. This man has none. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he's like a good friend, but I just don't think. Sorry, I don't think so. I have no proof. I just can't even imagine what these phone calls are. Like Russ and Kawhi even having a conversation. That is hard to picture. Yeah, one of them has so much energy. The other one does not have energy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that sucks. Why did he choose Paul George? I know. Well, I mean, I'm sure after year one, he was like, fuck, why did I choose Paul George? (laughs) Definitely. But let's not take away what Paul George did this last playoffs. But now, obviously, Kawhi is a free agent. Uh, 
And that which is kind of complicated because I think next year he's going to definitely have to spend time out repairing the torn ACL, recovering from it. I think it's, I'm sure it's already been repaired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm I feel like my guess is he's going to resign with the Clippers. Right. Do you have you? That's my guess, too. I think it's at first I kind of panicked a little. I was like, oh, my God, he didn't resign. And I was like, nah. Like Chris Paul just did the same thing. Like they're going for the the bigger bag. Um, you panicked on behalf of the Clippers? No, just that he was changing again. Just the fact that it could poss- he could possibly be on the move again. I was like, what is going on? Can Kawhi stay any one place? But then I think there's, you know, a chess game being played here. I, I also think it's tough when you are injured like that. Um he is Kawhi Leonard, but do you feel like that lowers his stock at all when he's shopping I, around? No, I mean, no, because the yeah. ACL is common. Not to say it's not a, a hard thing to overcome. And then honestly, after KD, KD kind of like proved that you can come back from a truly horrific, sometimes career-ending injury. Yeah, and look the best you've ever looked. That's crazy. So, yeah. so no, just I don't Brianna think it's a Stewart huge problem. and Kelsey Plum too. Both all of them tore their Achilles and they are all at the top of their game right now, which is so crazy. Um, but yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like that's you point. said a bigger bag, he could potentially sign a four year hundred seventy six point two million dollar deal. But I've seen reports that he wants to do a one in one, which you mean you know, everyone I think knows but I'll say it anyway you are on the team for one year and then you can opt out the second year if you'd like to and he could be a oh or he could sign a five-year deal Mm. in 235 million this is kind of the the interesting thing now with the with I think players feeling more comfortable if the situation is bad for them to opt out is that you can take the jewelry your boyfriend gives you and still break up with him later and keep it because they can just say, hey, I signed this five-year contract, but I would like to leave. Yeah. And go to, where else would he go, do you think? Where would he want to go? I have I have no idea. I think it's, that's the thing I was, you know, thinking about when I'm seeing all of these deals and a lot of five-year deals. In the back of my mind, I'm like, do they even mean anything like the with the option of opting out like i feel like it's well i mean with the unofficial option of opting yeah. out yeah yeah it, it's like the commitment but not really like putting a ring on it you know like they're not really committing to it but i also feel this is my um grand idea and Kawhi would be a perfect person for this i feel like you should be able to freelance in the NBA. I feel yeah, like... They do that. They essentially do that in, in soccer. You can play for another team while still being signed. Yes. Well, I feel a, like you should be I able can, to. I don't know if they can do that in the MLS or the NWSL. I actually don't know, but they can definitely do that overseas. That would be so interesting when it's just like midseason and you can just show up on another team real quick. And yeah, yeah. Your agent is just promoting you as this freelancer. 
that can kind of hop from from team to team. But there has to be some rules, like twice in a season or something, or it's like we sign you for this playoff series. Or let's let's get wild. Let's go for it. That would invoke the literal definition of a non compete clause <laughs> because they're they are actually competing. Dang it! I to be honest, I. I don't have a problem with players signing and then leaving. Yeah. I mean, and this kind of goes, I think, a little bit. It's also the generational divide, um, which is going to start getting annoying if we keep talking about because now millennials aren't the thing anymore. We have to all conform to what Gen Z is saying or we're going to be grumpy like Gen X. (laughs) And I just can't be grumpy. I'm sorry. But I think the divide is that People older than us, I think it's mostly boomers, but there might still be some Gen Xers who believe this. You're loyal to a company. Mm-hmm. And with us, it's like, well, what have they ever done for us? Yeah, exactly. Is- and when you look at the trades that teams have made, I think that there's so much more precedent for them being brutal and being unloyal and disloyal. Sorry, wrong uh, negative prefix. <laughs> being disloyal and kind of throwing away this relationship that they had previously sold as a family. So when a player does the same thing as, you know, uh, its employer, all of a sudden people have an issue with it. And I just think that's really weird. Ultimately, their employer is a billionaire owner or ownership group. And these, I mean, players are just not at that level at all. So why, which is the same as an employee in a corporation. And so before you know it, your boss's boss's boss is shooting off into space on a dick rocket (laughs) and thanking you for sending him there. So no, I don't feel like they should feel the traditional obligations some fans are pressuring them to. Sign your deal, get that guarantee. And then if they are not, building the team that you need while you're in your prime, such as, you know, this is the Kawhi Leonard situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they had their chance. You are a superstar. You deserve to try somewhere else. Yep. It's just the new way of the world. It's not only the NBA, it's in the workforce too. And I think we just like all collectively woke up one day and was like, wait, what are you doing for me? <laughs> like, I feel like our parents Nancy or- Pelosi, what are you doing for me? <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> our parents oh, so and our grandparents, <laughs> like, <laughs> they never asked that question. And I think our generation and especially the younger generation are, are asking that question. Um, so yeah. Yeah, because constantly in it. our head, we wake up and it's an email. It's like, hey, you're a student- Loans. Hey, your student debt, you're not going to be able to pay off until you're 79. And even then, we're going to take two limbs from you to pay it off. And your firstborn and your firstborn's firstborn. And and it just extremely falling apart rapidly because people refuse to do anything about it. God, the inability to own a home. And everyone's like, well, why don't you guys want to have babies? And then for Gen Z, I feel more even for them because they're like, okay, so we're inheriting. Yeah. You guys not being able to do anything about this. And as, you know, the older group of millennials starts to get into positions of power, I'm like, yes, you have every right to start to also blame us, which is a long way of me saying, Kwai, you should take the longer deal. (laughs) (laughs) 
wait for how you're gonna bring that back i gotta bring it yeah you gotta bring it back um i'm super happy for kyle lowry Mm. he signed with the heat on a sign and trade they were really smart the heat were really smart i don't know if i want to go in into how they were smart because it's kind of boring but well actually harry if you could just play some like sexy jazz over this and make it spice it up a little bit so they worked around the cap very cleverly because and which i appreciate because it is proof that in tight situations a front office can actually work around it which i think we maybe justly because you have to get super creative, have thought is previously impossible. So I would like to go back through time and tell the Portland Trailblazers fans in 2016 that maybe it will turn around. It's possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, these Twitter cap experts completely cut off the idea that things can be worked around. So the Heat got Kyle Lowry on a sign-and-trade, sent out Goran Dragic, and that trade essentially allowed them to re-sign Duncan Robinson for $90 million. <laughs> Over five years and signed PJ Tucker for two years and 15 million, which is a a much uh, easier to swallow deal. Uh, I'm very happy for Kyle Lowry. I think that he could take the heat far. He's still a great player, uh, even though he is older. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very happy for him. I guess I'm happy for Duncan Robinson. I'm happy that when they announced the trade, that they plugged his podcast. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> that was awesome. It's like, oh, this is this game has changed. His agent was, was like, I'll give you this crazy breaking news yeah. as long as you plug his podcast. So smart. Yeah. We need to. Uh, never mind. That's too long of a plan. I was like, if we could only make it in the NBA. <laughs> if only. And then we could get signed to a $90 million deal. Yes. Get an agent. And then. We could get Woj to plug our podcast. Perfect. I love how you're saying we. Like, it has to be both of us or nothing. Yeah. It's a joint thing. How about Chris Paul? The man has done it again. Again. He re-signed with the Suns. I'm going to pull up the exact details of the trade because I actually don't have them on hand. But I do know that the current deal will expire when he's 40 years old. I love it. I love 40 it. 40 years old. Chris Paul's like, hey, if my hamstring still works, pay me. And I, I'm here for it because it, I don't think he's going back to the finals ever. But wow, I, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think this was his chance. This was it. You think the Suns are going to run it back like the Miami Heat tried to? Which is like essentially not going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it is going to be a little of that. And I think... Who else did Phoenix? Uh, they got like Shamit. They re-signed Cameron Payne. They got JaVale McGee, right? They're trying to do something. Um, not really sure what, what that team is going to shape out to be, but um, good for Chris Paul. He's just like... It's a like, four-year, $120 million deal. He will wow. be 40 when this ends. There's this quote on the Yahoo Sports article that I looked at that uh, quotes him... And he says, one thing I'll never do is take this game for granted, which is so it's just hilarious Aww. because I remember when his last deal seemed like the worst idea in the world. And that was set to expire this coming season. 
because of his injury history, because he seemed like he was, you know, going to age poorly because of his game. Mm-hmm. And he's done it again. <laughs> like, of course, you aren't taking anything for granted. You are working. You're finessing like nobody has before. Yes. The great finesser. CP3. Honestly, yeah. it's on brand <laughs> for his game, his personality. Yeah, just somebody pesters more... you enough, you're like, whatever. Fine. Yeah, fine, fine. Like, I'll get State Farm. Fine. <laughs> I, I bet he does make really good money off of those. I know, like, he could end his career now and be totally okay just based, of all, based off those commercials. But he's like, no, let's run it back. And... I, I wish him the best. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to put ill will on him. I hope that injuries do not plague, you know, his career. Um, if I'm Phoenix, would I have signed that? Eh, I don't know. Well, I think it's a situation of, okay, he took us this far. If we yeah. change the team up too much, we might not be able to replicate what we had before. Yeah, that's fair. So it's worth a chance. I mean, he's, I'll say it again. He's done it before. Yeah. You know who else I want to talk about is Draymond Green. Oh, okay. So Draymond, there's actually a couple things. Apparently, he's at the Olympics right now recruiting, which is very on brand for him after the (laughs) Katie. That whole recounting of how after the Warriors were eliminated and he called Katie and said, we need you and recruited him. In a moment of passion, which apparent later Katie was like, it did not happen like that. But still, I love that story. Yeah. So apparently he's engaging in a Team USA tradition that goes back to the 2008 Olympics. Sorry, I'm reading off of an article. Recruiting players to form a super team. And one of the players who's on the Olympics team who's unhappy is Damian Lillard. This is pretty fucked up. Henry Abbott of True Hoop said, sources say Damian Lillard is willing to forego paychecks to get to a title team if it comes to that. And then he said, did you know Lillard has earned almost $300 million already? Okay, so? Don't count his money. So? That's weird. And it, in the <laughs> same breath that he's saying that he would reportedly give up less, I just think that's a really weird thing to point yeah. out. And Damian Lillard quotes we did it with the emoji where you're putting your face like on your forehead because you're upset. Like it's almost like you're hitting your forehead and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe. Yes. You know what I mean? That emoji. Yeah. <laughs> it was yes. kind of a bad explanation. Sorry. I, this is the other weird Draymond thing. Well, okay. So did you see the, I sent you the video of what Joe Lacob, the Warriors owner said in that video. Yes. Yes, the owner and CEO of the Warriors. Oh my God, cringe. Let's let's play it real quick. We do not view ourselves as a basketball team. We view ourselves as a sports, entertainment, media, and technology. Who company. is first of all? Who is we? I'm like, well, I, I don't. I don't view myself as an out of work writer. I view myself as a. It's all about perception. Businessman, <laughs> as the world's best dad, as a member of the occult. 
Yeah, I don't know. That That's crazy. But what happened after is funnier because Draymond Green put on his Instagram stories, I play for a basketball team. Which and the is... Best, sorry, <laughs> the best part is that it's just an all caps, black background, and then he just slanted it slightly just for a little pizzazz. <laughs> yes, exactly. I that's He did slant it sideways. So just so we could make the font bigger. Yes. <laughs> Which is, there's no way that's not a direct response to what Lakeup is saying. That's just that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that he's frustrated by that. Um, the Warriors overall, I think, could use Draymond's recruiting. So we'll see how that goes. The Warriors drafted Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. So uh, maybe they're thinking that this is the future. But Draymond mm-hmm. should be... I mean, more content than he was before he re-signed. Um, he's now under contract into, until 2024. So, yeah, he should feel more security anyway. But I, I would get annoyed, too, if somebody was like, you don't work for a podcast company. Well, maybe I wouldn't, actually. It's just so different. <laughs> but if I did play for a basketball like millions team. Millions of dollars. Yeah. It's different. Um, Have you been watching the Olympics? Speaking of... The Olympics? <laughs> yes, I have. And I just watched the the men's game uh, last night. And I was real nervous there that first half. Holy crap. We were How did throwing they look? up You know I forgot bricks. to watch it. I texted you. Yeah. They were throwing up bricks, like missing wide open threes. And it just went it was just weird. Nobody really wanted to score. And it was like there was a plague inside of the key. Like literally nobody drove the ball at all. Um, and so it was tied at halftime in Spain. Ricky Rubio, the infamous. I did see <laughs> pictures of him. He looks good. He looks great. The beard and the man bun. And then it was the best part because the second half when he really turned on the Jets, he put his hair up like, oh, it's game time. Like that's. That's what we all do. So he put a high bun and he went for over 30. It was it was great. But KD went off. KD was KD. And we all were able to sleep easy knowing that the USA still has a chance at a medal. <laughs> I saw that. I saw clips of the game after the fact because I realized I was just watching a Love Island marathon. Um, but I saw clips after the fact. The first half, what you're talking about, that was how – was it night – the game against Nigeria. I can't remember, but that's exactly how one of the first two games ended and ended in a loss. Nobody mm-hmm. would drive inside. They were all just kind of, like, nobody even seemed like they wanted the ball. Right. It was odd. It was weird. Although then again, like maybe they're just tired. Maybe we have to respect that. I think the, the commentator, first of all, Vince Carter is, is commentating, which love Vince, but just not great. Not it's not great. good? I, no. No. But I love to him. To be fair, so I'm not hard. good at podcasting and I have a podcast, so. <laughs> let's Same. Let's give him the grace. <laughs> I know. I will extend grace. Okay. But they were saying, you know, like, remember that we're go- always going to look back on the Olympics team that Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker flew over from the finals. And then Katie becomes an all-time scoring leader and there's this weird year and no one's in the stands. Like all of this just coming together, it's so strange. But I think this is just an important an important team. Um, one, because, you know, 
every single Olympics, it's always a conversation of, oh, the rest of the world is catching up. Like they, you know, USA can't do it. And I think that was a lot going into that Spain game of like, they just won an, uh, a medal and this is going to be their biggest rival. But we'll see how the, the U.S. men's team shakes out because I think they have Australia and fit God Patty Mills next. <laughs> I love him so much. Me While too. we're on the subject of that, of other teams catching up, I want to plug the piece we did two weeks ago, which was um, Alex Wong brought us a story kind of talking about like why there aren't more Chinese players in the NBA. And a big reasoning he, he discovered was that the focus in China when they are, you know, we have AAU as a pipeline in their pipeline. It is very much what are you going to be able to do for us? Mm-hmm. as you know for our country's team um and also with ricky rubio i would like to plug uh hanif's piece from last week where he yes. talked about potentially having to let rubio go both in terms of career expectations and potentially from the timberwolves and literally later that day he got traded which continues our very what's the right hot word? streak hot streak <laughs> i was gonna be like way. it's a little bit uncomfortable because i'm like don't feel like i'm in control of it kind of like <laughs> that's so raven when she used to just but she had no control of when they were coming you know she would just like back up her face would look weird for a couple seconds nobody yeah. ever seemed to notice which was great but yes we can't help but there's been a couple of premonitions on this show before and between us and so yeah i think it's a uh, very interesting and a little bit uncomfortable because I don't think we're aware of our own powers. I also I want to point out that the women's team, uh, Team USA, is undefeated. Mm-hmm. And Asia Wilson is balling out of control. I think a lot of people were going into this, looking at this roster, they were like, oh, you know, Suber, Diana, Tina Charles, the vets. But Asia, first-time Olympian, is putting that team on her back. She's playing so well. Um, And they also have Australia next. So this is going to be great. Australia, Sands, Liz Cambage. So that's going to be two good matchups. I'm excited. I keep trying to watch the Olympics, and I'm having to watch the replays after the fact because I can't figure out the NBC. The app is First of all, Peacock is difficult. I had to... There's, a, if you're listening, a wonderful man who's given me passwords to literally everything. I'm like, I have Paramount Plus. I can watch RuPaul All-Stars, which is great. I did, Like, Paramount Plus shouldn't even exist. Like, it's crazy I that they, a production company was like, what if we also had a streaming service? But apparently, Peacock doesn't even matter. Even after I got the Peacock login, it doesn't matter because to watch it live, you have to watch it on NBC. And to do that, you need to have a cable subscription. Yeah. Every time I've tried and failed, I've watched the replays on Twitter, like the gymnastics I, I managed to get on the Peacock replay. I've just switched over to Love Island. As you and should. It's a lot less Weird stressful. show. You well, get really sucked into a lot of nothing. It's like, did you watch Bridgerton? Yes. You know, With like my nothing mom, really happens. Very uncomfortable. Well, there's only one sex scene and it's his face is so bad in that <laughs> sex scene. <laughs> because the whole point of the sex scene is that she's going to get pregnant. And so they have to make it known 
that he finishes. And so his face, they're like, hey, can you just try that again? But like really make your face the most disgusting thing you've ever done. I it's so about bad. That. Just the producers in the back like, hey, can you one more take? One more take. Just Ugh, squint a little cringy. more if you can. It's it was it's nasty because he's obviously a very attractive man. But after that happened, I was like, Ooh. nah. But anyway, the whole thing with Bridgerton is like nothing happens. The whole thing yeah. is that they are trying to figure out who to date. That's mm-hmm. literally Love Island. Like Love Island <laughs> is modern Bridgerton. And I can't remember, is Bridgerton British? I can't remember if they have accents or not. But the Love yeah. Island, I think there's a US Love Island. We started at season one of the UK one. And the way that they, I don't even know if you can call it flirting. The way that they talk to each other is so wild and just unproductive. Because they have a conversation and they call it banter. And it's just them saying the same thing back. Like, it's like, oh, Jordan, I love your plant. And you'd be like, do you? And I'd be like, yes. Really? Yes. Honestly? Yes. But they are happy to engage in that conversation. (laughs) It's so weird. Nothing happens. Same as Bridgerton. I'd watch an episode of Bridgerton and I'd be like, yeah, we can't nothing, get that time back. Literally <laughs> nothing happened, <laughs> but I'm going to watch the next episode. And Love Island is exactly the same, except they're like British hot, which is kind of like they just have it's a different. different style. They're still mm-hmm. really into the skinny jeans. They're I don't know. It's it's not like f- I'm not into it, but I think I can understand why. Like generally, I'm like, yeah, they're some of them are. I think it's just the presentation. I'm not going to call anyone unattractive. It's the presentation. I think like the eyelashes are huge. Yeah. Which is fair. You know, I've I've worn huge eyelashes before. Um, just in Miami, I did. So I, I understand. I wouldn't wear it first thing in the morning, but I'm also not <laughs> going to make up shame. Yeah. So I think the style is just a little bit different, but I cannot get over the way that they flirt. And the reasoning, they'll be like, we had a great, great chat, great banta. And I'm like, you guys didn't even talk about anything. <laughs> the last episode so I the watched. Point of it, is the whole point of it like they're trying to find their match? Like they're just so all thrown on an island? I haven't watched they're, it. They're on an island. Of course. But they're in a villa. And they like also can't leave the villa unless they get on a date. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Every day they wake up and go to Trapped. the pool. And then every night they go back and get ready and they come back outside and they do like a challenge. And every challenge is just a vehicle for them to all make out. And then every couple episodes, you have to couple up with somebody. And so sometimes it's the men's. uh, It's obviously all heterosexual. All fucking shows are. Um, The men will pick their partners. And sometimes then the women will pick their partners and someone's eliminated and they have to go off the island. Dang. And, and then the they show like the they... sad luggage rolling away. Oh, yeah. Very bachelorette. <laughs> very RuPaul. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, I'm sucked in. Last night I was up actually until. I'm trying to take my dog on longer walks. So I. I knew we were going to record this morning, and so I woke up at 6.30 to take her on a long walk. And I we stayed up, me knowing that, until 2.30 a.m. 
because I had to know what yeah. happened to Connor. 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 No. Connor. Also, what? I need the subtitles because some of their accents, like their <laughs> accents are super regional, which I shouldn't be blown away by because so are ours. But and I'm sure that our accents to uh, non-Americans are hard to understand. But I can't, some of them without subtitles, I'm like, what the, what did you just say? But the good news is, is if you miss a little bit, they're, like I said, saying nothing. So (laughs) kind of works out. I'm like anti-subtitles. And I think that's um, a personality trait of mine. I don't know why. I, I just, people turn on subtitles just for the heck of it. I find it so distracting. I'd rather miss what they said than have the subtitles on. But that's just I'm a, a different kind part. of viewer. I'm like type A viewer because I like subtitles. I like I don't like when people talk during shows like I'm not going to be an asshole about it. But I don't yeah. like when we're having a side conversation and there's a something happening because I don't want to miss it. So I'm like a big I'll rewind it. Mm. It's a little passive aggressive depending on who I'm watching with. <laughs> yeah. But I also am the person who's like, wait, what happened? Wait, what's going on? Why did he do that? What's blah, blah, blah. So it's just a lot of pausing. It's a lot of stop and starting. Extremely not fun to watch anything with me. Um, I'll admit it. That's fine. So if anyone out there who is into subtitles, this is my number one subtitle show, Dark, on Netflix. Mm. Watch it in German and good. use the subtitles. It's really good. It hasn't had, I think the the third season came out like a year ago, two years ago, but it's really good. I watched, um, uh, what is it, Lupin on Netflix. So good, but because I can't stand, sub, it's uh, in French, because I can't stand subtitles so much, I did like the dubbed version where it's just U.S. American so bad speakers and the lips don't match. But that I still enjoyed the show. But because I'm so anti-subtitles, that was it was a different experience. Just the last episode, I went back to subtitles because I wanted to actually hear how the actors spoke. Well, and obviously there are some exceptions. <laughs> who was the like who was the person who was saying that Parasite shouldn't have won? best movie because they're subtitles. I think it was some director who was really mad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. No, no, no. That is bad. And I'm, yeah. Giving racism. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not anti-subtitles in that way. I just get so, I'm just like a reader and I'm like, I don't watch it. I just read it. (laughs) I get so distracted. (laughs) No, it's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, Yeah, so I, I guess watch Love Island or actually just FaceTime me next time the Olympics are on and walk me through how to watch it. I'm not above watching. <laughs> Harry, will you beep the word? <laughs> um, just, you know, the FBI is always listening. Um, but yeah, FaceTime me. Show me how I can do it on my computer. I just. It's I don't so know. complicated. It actually has turned me off from watching so many other sports because I'm like, I don't know how to work this app. But I did stumble across table tennis the other day, so that was a happy accident. So sometimes you can do that too. But if you had to play in a sport, like is mm. there any sport? You know, it's so awful when any yes. person is says that they could do something because obviously these people have trained their entire lives for it. Yeah. But let's say you had to. I almost just said gun to your head again. I need to stop. Like, the stakes don't have to be that high. You know, I don't know why I always go there. Could just be a question. We'll make it positive. You could win a bunch of money. 
Okay. Which one do you think you'd have the best chance at? And you, let's give you two full years to prepare. Oh, two full years. Okay. Um, can I not pick basketball? Uh, yeah, no basketball. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. Mmm, two full years to prepare. Honestly, table tennis would be up there. I thought I was good at ping pong until I watched the Olympics. I'm like, okay, I'm terrible. But if you give me two years, I would be good. I don't know about Olympic gold good, but I would be good. Um, What's another one? I think mine would be diving. The only thing is I need to learn how to swim. I don't swim super well. Yeah. Like I could definitely float, but not for a long time. But I'm not scared of heights. Okay. Yeah. You have that so, for you. I'm terrified. And I did cheerleading, so I can definitely flip in the air. There you go. Yeah. Not like a gymnast can. I just actually I can't really flip in the air. It's only on a trampoline. It's it's lying. That's totally lying. But when you're falling like that from so high up. Yeah, it gives you some momentum. You got gravity. I also on your don't side. like the idea of hitting the water super hard. That seems uncomfortable. So I think I'm gonna change mine. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, wait, I don't really swim. I yeah, I that's have a never tough one. I've never uh dove? Dive I've never dove dived? Whatever. I've never I've never done that in my life. Yeah. Even when I used to go off the diving board at the pool, it was always a Big old cannonball. <laughs> Maybe like be- beach volleyball. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. I also played volleyball. So. That would be a good one. I think there's just some sports like sprinting or gymnastics that if you give me 10 years, I would never be able to do. I'm just not gifted in that way. Well, our bodies are already past their gymnastic prime. Yeah. Way past so, and then with running, yeah, I'm not. I not hate running. I'm hate running. running. Fast. I'm slow. I can't do distance. I was watching the steeplechase yesterday. What's what's the history of that? I know we're oh, so over time. We but should like, do a horse one. If we, okay, the one where the horse dances. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, like the trots horse is a like, little bit. Yeah, it's it's shaking its shoulders. It's trotting. Yeah, it looks like. Honestly, it kind of looks like it's doing TikTok dances a little bit. There's some TikToks where the person will break it down, break down like some kind of move that everyone does because it goes along to a song kind of slowly. And that is exactly what these horses are doing. And I feel like somebody could train the horse. I could pay someone off. I don't know. I need to take out a loan, but I, you know. It's okay. You want the money back. With the way that the economy is, I think that somebody would take a chance on me, basically to take advantage of me, and so I could take a loan out. Dan Gilbert, I'll get a loan from him. There you go. Yeah, so he can fuck me over like he does everyone else. <laughs> bear, bear, bear. Um, and then I would pay someone off to train the horse, and then I would do a simulation while that's happening on one of those like bull riding things in a bar. Okay. Used to do it all the time in good old Louisville, Kentucky. So I will go back to Louisville. I'm going to move home to Louisville. So now I also need a moving stipend. Okay. Yes. Relocation fee. I'm going to practice on the uh, mechanical bull. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the horse is getting trained. I need then a trainer to do a simulation on the bull. 
and then I just get onto the horse. I think that's the one I'm going with. Okay. I like your chances there. I like it. I'm sticking Uh, with with table tennis. So Olympics. Really? In the next next two years. We We got time. If we start right now. When the Olympics are in Paris, Ooh, is it two years or three years? Is it oh. three years? But then we, then we get to go to Paris. The Olympics are every four years. But because it's because uh, of COVID. Oh, right, right, right. No, you're right. All right, three years. Since this one was delayed. Yes, three years. Yes. Okay, great. We'll go to Paris. Um, and then it. we'll protest the Olympics because they shouldn't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. You thought we forgot. Plot twist. This is just we're getting into the Olympics to ruin it from the outside. The call is coming from inside the house and it's us. So, yeah, yeah. I've loved um, bantering with you, but. I I think that was. Yeah, I think that's a great, great place to stop. Banta. (laughs) Yeah, I got to stop with the accent. It's pretty bad. I think I've nailed really and yeah, Kana, because there's multiple Connors, so I have to hear that one a lot. Those are good. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um, FaceTime me the Olympic during the Olympic events today, because I will miss them. Yes. And tell us what else you're watching um, during NBA offseason, because we want to know what, what's good TV. Leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spencers at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spencers is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hey, Spinsters, uh, long time, first time. God, I would love for this draft to work out to build a team around Damian Lillard that would make him feel like staying here because we're on the knife's edge right now and he deserves everything he wants. And Neil Olshit isn't the right guy to give it to him. But... You know, maybe we get Ben Simmons. Maybe we, I don't know, build something good around him. That guy deserves it. You know, he earned it. Thank you.